Hello, hola, and ida hanya niduhin. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 13th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. Like, I was thinking about it, like, I had to look at my Instagram page to see what number this episode was. And then, I like, the thought that came to my head was, I don't have a preteen podcast anymore. I have a teenager. <laughs> or the teenage version, baby podcast-like situation. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it, this is the 13th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. And I'm so excited to share with you all a conversation that I had with my friend who just so happens to be a comedian and actress. I call her Belle or she she goes by Belle. Um, and I'll write her whole name in the in the description of this podcast. But I had a conversation with her. So these past few episodes with featured guests, have been old Facebook lives that I recorded in 2018. And this particular conversation specifically was recorded on January 24th of 2018, shortly after the election. And um, it's interesting because earlier this morning I went to vote and it was, how do I say this? I think that this go around for for starters, anyone listening to this podcast now, go vote, early vote, go early vote. Um, but to see the emphasis on early voting be so much bigger this go around than it has been in the past few years or the past few elections um, is very eye opening. I know that just growing up in general, my mom always voted um, and she would bring us with her. And, you know, we can't go all the way in. So, like, we'll wait in the lobby area and then we'll leave. So I just always remember that. But in my adult life after undergrad, I remember one time I was home and my mom asked me if um, it was something along the lines of, like, do you want to go vote together or something like that? Or, like, what time I was going? And I, and I told her I wasn't. And she just looked at me like, oh, what a disgrace for you to be born in this country and have all of these... Um, rights that the government instated, whatever you want to call it, and you're not going to exercise your right to vote, like, that's unfortunate. But it was how she said it. It was something along those lines. It was how she said it. And since then, I want to say I was probably like, what, 19? Because at the time, I thought that after voting in my first major um, presidential election, after that, it was like, oh, you know what? Well, I did my due diligence. I don't have to keep doing this. And it's just like, no, that's not where it ends. And to see all of this time go by and to now it also be a new election year, it's like, oh, okay, well, there goes that. <laughs> so in this particular live, um, I'm having a conversation with Belle about dating in Atlanta. And I re-listened to the recording for podcasting purposes to make a few edits, very minor, but um, not much has changed <laughs> in the past two years when it comes to dating. Um, that's good and, well, I would say more good than not so good, and I feel like I've changed or I've shifted a lot of the things that I used to hold near and dear or to believe to be true back then that either doesn't either no longer applies now in the way that it did then but I would say 
the things that um, I find as kind. So anywho, I, I was listening to the to the recording and I mentioned something along the lines of someone doing something that was really nice for me. And I'm listening to it now as my 2020 self. And I'm just like, that's basic human decency, sis. Like, so I'm not judging, not, not from a place of being critical, but I'm also seeing, or not, but I'm also seeing based on what I've listened to, how what used to be important then has shifted to what's important to me now. But most importantly, the growth. I think that one of the one of the good things of like technology and one of the things I appreciate about having this kind of platform where I can listen to old recordings, new recordings, but also have access to them where I can always go back is that I get to see what what has stayed as a value for me, but also like what I either had to unlearn over the course of time so that I can make room for things that actually benefit me or things that are worth um, relearning and learning just new stuff to to make space or to to use up space for the things that I've had to unlearn. So I thought that that was interesting. So we talked about dating in Atlanta. We talked about colorism, which I feel is a theme that you're going to hear in the next um, upcoming episodes with the featured guests that I have. It's just, I feel like it goes hand in hand with the natural hair journey. We talk about wigs or units, as Belle calls it. Um, And yeah, just our experiences and how hair, how our, our, our own natural hair journeys attract different people um, and how we feel when we are sporting a new look. I think the conversation is interesting. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure to leave your comments down below. As always, um, I'm open to topic requests. You can email me at hello at com and enjoy this episode. Since we have Belle here, let's just go on um, and talk about dating, protective styling, and your new movie <laughs> that you have. Have you seen it yet? I have finally seen it. Yeah. I have finally seen it. So tell us about your movie, Belle. Are we going to start there? Yes. Um, hi, guys. I am in a movie called Stepsisters. Um, I play, uh, it, it's written as a student MC, but she's kind of like, I guess you would say the person that hosts the Step Show. Uh, Step Show is a movie about a young lady named Jamila. She's a black girl who's in a black sorority. And if you know anything about D9, you know how it is in black Greek life. In the South, especially. Especially in the (laughs) South. Um, And she basically, they're at a a PWI, a predominantly white white institution. institution. (laughs) And basically, she's trying to get into Harvard. Her parents are like, we're not going to help you do it. Sis, you need help. All right, I'm about to go get the charger before this dies. Keep okay, going. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Uh, but anyways, long story short, her parents won't help her get into Harvard, so she has to get in by herself. Her dean is like, I will help you get into Harvard if you teach the white step team how to step. And um, that's what she does. She teaches the white sorority how to step. Before everyone starts yelling uh, cultural appropriation, culture vultures, and the other everything else, because I've already seen the comments for the whole year, <laughs> it's actually a really good movie. Um, every thought that you probably just had in the past couple minutes of me talking about it, we address it. 
head on, head on. They don't scare you away from anything. But anyways, I host the Step Show, so I'm about midway through the movie. So yes, you have to watch the entire movie to see me in it. Um, and yeah. What happened to Gina? Wasn't Gina doing? That's what I thought. Damn, Gina. It is amazing, Amanda. I really enjoyed the movie. So, funny thing, I went to go do a home visit for my job. And I've been watching this movie the whole weekend. So, it actually debuted on, on Friday, January 19th. And my sister and I watched it together. And then we just watched it to watch it. And then I went to go do this home visit after my sister went back to Birmingham. And then you hear the theme song for the beginning of the movie. Mind you, I'm not in my house. So, I'm just like... Are you going to watch Stepsisters? And this girl was like, yeah, it just came out. I want to see. I was like, you going to love it. <laughs> friends that support friends. See, y'all told you. I was like, you're going to love it. But she, I mean, she wasn't trying to talk to me, though. She was just kind of like, what is this for? How long are you going to be here? And it's like, look, we can do one or two things. We can complete at least half of this assessment and I'll be out of your way. I can come back tomorrow and we could talk about Stepsisters and then finish the rest. Or we can just go through through the whole assessment now and then you just enjoy your movie. So, like, she ended up, like, warming up to me. She asked me a couple questions about the movie. I was like, I don't want to spoil it for you. I think you're really going to like it. But it is funny, though. It is funny. I hope so. Please watch it, guys. I would love for you to. Um, and follow me and tell me how you, what you thought about it. My Instagram is at ESE underscore Bell with an E at the end. B-E-L-L-E. My Twitter is... Are you ready for this? I'm actually really proud of my Twitter handle. Okay. Very Woke Mother. Nice. That's not the reaction I was expecting. We gotta do this over. What again. were you expecting? I thought, listen, that was that was a gem. Fairy woke mother, what like do you fairy godmother. Like, I get it. That's all I was like, maybe, nice. maybe a little fainty. No, not no. Fairy woke mother on Twitter. <laughs> um, and then yeah, literally those are the two important ones. <laughs> At ese underscore bell, and then Twitter is fairy woke mother. But um, come yes, uh, I am an up and coming black. Uh, actress just trying to be on your TV screens, phones, movie screens, whatever you can watch. Right. There we go. Y'all play, hell, Broadway, what you want? Come see me. Oh, I do stand up too. I was just about I to know. say that. Were you about to the say that? The comedian part, you're forgetting the biggest part. It's not even the biggest. I went to school for four years to learn how to cry, y'all. I'm very serious. I didn't, I'm really, I did not, I'm turning into a, a stand up comedian by, not by choice. But yes, I do do stand up comedy. Um, you can catch me at Apache's in Atlanta. You can catch me at Laughing Skull, uh, February 27th. I'm saying the date now because black people, we got to tell our people stuff early in advance. <laughs> so you can tell Siri to save it. Um, but get your tickets. They're really cheap. They're $9. If you can't afford it, I will cash up you eight. All right. So someone up here says, I love how you warmed her up to working with you. Oh, so the kid with the assessment. Yeah, I do that all the time. I think that in working in the as a social worker and just being a therapist, like you have to show people the human side. And the fact that I even saw your movie on, on Friday helped me for that Sunday visit because it could have just been another distraction. Like, ma'am, I'm going to need for you to turn off that TV and I don't want to be that person. Yeah, It's kind of like, I get that it's Sunday. I get that you want to enjoy your time and I get that I'm probably the last person that you want to see right now. But here we are. So what are we going to do about it? And I mean, it went really, really well, but I'm so happy that, I don't know, it was just, I think that one of the, the great things about working with younger people is that they force you to stay current because again, <laughs> had I not known yes. you, I would not have paid attention to Netflix. Like that was actually the first time this year that I turned on my TV. Really? Right. I got a Netflix um, gift card for Christmas that has been in my, my drawer, my kitchen drawer forever. And I was like, well, let me 
your movie was a motivation to redeem the gift card so that I can watch it. And if I had not watched it, I would not have, you know, slid in that way on Sunday so that she can warm up to complete another You see why she's so good with kids? <laughs> like, I'll be over here like, listen, I don't like you neither. <laughs> nah, I, I don't talk to them like that. I feel like, just generally speaking, anytime you meet with someone who's a social worker or a therapist or a counselor, typically it's because something's not going well in life. Something is off. So, you know, we're either going to make this an okay experience that's going to be character building, that's going to help you grow, or you're going to be miserable. And I don't want to be miserable. So let's make this work so that you can get out of my face and I can get out of yours and then we move on with each other's day. So I'm trying to watch the comments. Let me see if I can just pull this up on the laptop because this is so Watch our own lives. Small, right. Well, the comments, though. Where do I find it? You can find it on Netflix. Um... If you go on Netflix and you just type in comedies or anything, or just type in stepsisters, it'll come up on um, Netflix. And thank you for watching. Literally, it's been a crazy experience. So this is my second movie, guys, and um, it's 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 mind blowing to as someone who's their entire life watched other people who mm. looked nothing like me on TV and was like, dang, I want to one day do this, That's but I know it's not gonna happen. And then for this to be the second time that some girl somewhere is gonna be like. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Like it's, so, it's really a blessing, and um, I just want to continue to make people smile for the rest of my life. That was beautiful. I and I'm not saying this because you're my friend. No, no. All seriousness, I think that it's very re- representation is important, and I know that I get this at work a lot. It's kind of like, ma'am, how long you've been doing this? Like. Are you in grad school? Like, are you an intern? And it's like, no, like, I've been out in the field for, like, about six, seven years now. Um, I'm fully licensed, which is a terminal license. There's nothing else above this I can get but a PhD. But I don't look it, apparently. I don't know. I mean, we all know what that means. So Mm -hmm. I think that it's very important for, you know, little girls and just other people to see that you can be amazing and slaying and thrive in whatever field that you're in because representation matters so let's talk about dating in atlanta dating in general (laughs) child dating in atlanta is just ugh Lord, what you want to talk about? All right, so let's two things. Those we're gonna be here. I'm stressed. Let's stress. Stress with a K. <laughs> so let's talk about one good experience, one one positive dating experience, and one character building dating experience for you. So I shared mine last week. Okay. So our teacher, great um, dude at the U bar, who called me a nigger and a spick. Two thumbs. If I could put my toes up. He called you. Okay, no, I didn't see that part last week. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and watch that one, because we and then I'm going to comment. All right, so to recap for the eight people that are on, thank you all for watching. So, yeah, I went... Tell a friend to watch the live. <laughs> I went on a date. So, this is a character-building one. So, I went on a date with this guy. Again, easy on the eyes, very handsome-looking, but upstairs, there's nothing. So, in conversation, so I shared with him that I'm Garifuna, and Garifuna is a mixture of Arawak... Um, African and Black Carib, and you find a lot of Garifuna people are in the central part, or in Central America, excuse me. So you might see them in Guatemala, Honduras, Belize, and and in some parts of Nicaragua. And he was like, so you speak Spanish? And I was like, yes. But what I identify is as Garifuna. So he's like, hmm, so you look like a nigga, but you talk like a spick. And I was just kind of like, and I didn't know what to say. Like, I just froze at that point. So 
you know, once I got my senses going, I was like, you know what? This doesn't even feel comfortable. This doesn't feel safe. And then prior to that, he like grabbed my chair and pulled it next to him. Because if you ever go to U-Bar and it's on Camp Creek Parkway in Atlanta, it's really loud there on Sunday. So like... I wasn't. It was, it was my first time there. Had I known that it was going to be what it was, I probably would would not have agreed to go. Because I figured a Sunday is probably a light crowd. Like you might hear music, but it's not going to be like a party. So I just got up and left. And as I was getting up, because the stools are as high as like these stools, as I was getting up, he spilled the margarita pitcher all over my dress. So not only did you insult me, but now my dress is wet. So I just I just peaced out. So that that was my peak and pit with dating. You're a better person than me because that <laughs> is it right there. From the nigger to the spick to the drink would have all combined to me catching a case um, and needing to call a, a friend a case <laughs> and me needing to call a friend for bail money um, is all I garnered from that event. So thank God no one has yet to try my life like that because they have self-respect. I just feel like I have too much to lose to be on some foolishness because I, you're right. I could have I could have popped off all types of crazy. But then it's kind of like, okay, how much is this person worth my freedom? And the answer is that they're not. So I got up and I made it to my car and I circled the block a couple times just to make sure I wasn't being followed. And I made it home safely. And ultimately, that's what the end goal was. Like, Nydia from the Bronx Sorry, I'm 10 angry. years ago I am angry. would have went off but this is not the time and place for that so you I still got homie number like, no that's been blocked for some time now so, oh, so it's blocked okay good so it's, it's in blocked. your phone so it's in your phone uh probably yeah bet okay don't worry guys we're gonna deal with it no we're not I got mad do you see that it's, so we're watching we're also watching the comments and I just saw how angry I just got <laughs> because I was like girl you didn't fuck him up Ooh, I'm sorry can I cuss Lightly. Yeah, might as well. Lightly. Lightly. Sprinkling. <laughs> I'm never coming back, guys. <laughs> okay, but sorry. Okay, dating in Atlanta. So, um, oh, I thought I was broken now. Okay, sorry. Um, so, I am a plus-size woman, so already, like, the cards are stacked doubly against me. I'm also a very strong black woman, so, like, I'm not, like, easily to submit. I'm not into weird stuff. Like, don't be trying to feed me. I don't want to be anyone's living girlfriend. So already you see the what? types of what? Don't even let me show you my my DMs, my Tinder messages. Y'all are nasty. Some of these people out here are nasty. <laughs> Get your cousins and your friends. This and ooh, it's working. Oh, I think it's working. I think I see. Yes. <laughs> How did excited? Okay. So we're going back. Okay, recap, but then we'll get back to the she dating just part. just several cases. Yes, sis. Several right, cases. so it says adding. What are people saying? Definitely congrats to keep it going. Thanks. Connecting. Yes, I am. Woo! There she goes. Hello! Hello! Hey! <laughs> hey! Wait, so let me move over. So, okay, we're going to go back a little bit, and then we'll get back to Belle. So, hi, yes. Ayo. How are you doing this evening? Um, wow. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. It's good to see you, like, outside of Facebook pictures. So, Ayo I know. is the, Right. So, Ayo is the owner of Garden of Vegan Catering and Food Services in Baltimore, Maryland. I got that right, right? Yes. Oh, is she here? Hello? 
Okay, so Aya was actually going to be a vendor at the Your Natural Therapist Cruise, and she's going to be showcasing her services. So I have a question for you, a couple questions, because I know that we've been definitely corresponding via Facebook, but we haven't had a face-to-face -face conversation, like a Facebook Live or a Skype or a FaceTime session yet. So what motivated you to, to, to join in on the Natural Hair Cruise? Just to share with everyone. Um, well, as you can see, I have lots of natural hair here. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so uh, I actually was a natural hairstylist a couple years ago. Okay. So I love natural hair. I love styling natural hair. Um, I just decided that um, natural hair. I just felt like it wasn't my style of natural hair wasn't my purpose and I'd better serve uh -huh. the world and my community by doing what I'm doing now. But um it was just an opportunity for me to get out of the country. This is my first out of the country trip and I'm really, really excited. And it combined something that I wanted to do and something that I also love. So I was like, Yes, I gotta be part uh -huh. of this. I am so, so excited. So you mentioned, well, I saw on your page that you own the Garden of Vegan. So what motivated you to start your vegan catering business? Oh, Belle, sorry. Here I am. All right, so we're going to fast forward. We rewinded. Now we're going to fast forward to dating in Atlanta with Belle. So I shared my story. You kind of went off with the last sorry, the I couldn't do that I had. So let's talk about you. Okay, so um, let's do... A good, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. So, like, do I have to get, like, certain experiences or can I just, like... Just one. One of each. One one really good date, one character building one. No, only did I say that because, like, I'm not really... I mean, I'm not, like, a big, like, date. It, what's good? Good is so subjective. Well, what's good for you? Well, listen. PG, there's kids watching. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> I would hope not. It's only 9.51. Kids are up. Go to bed. It's 9.51. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, so a good day that I had is I had a, um, wow. Y'all, I don't really have that many good days. Are you kidding? Hey, wait, so you're going to come for that, no, no, that but, one? No, no, okay, well, that one is extreme. Thing. I'm a very, okay, so, um, guys, about me, I very much like what I like. Um, so, mm, I think everyone does, but I just, I don't know. Dates are really suggestive to me. I'm, anything can be a date to me. Anything can be a date to me. A really good date is, um, oh no, I have a really good date. Okay. So this guy that I met through a friend, um, which I'm weird about meeting people through my friends because my friends are just so much happier, nicer people than I am. So I'm like, poor things setting their other friends up. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm like, they, they don't even know. But so this guy, you know, we were talking for a little while and it was awesome. It was great. Um, he was like, you know, let's do something. So it was, I was thrown off a little bit when he was like, let's have the date at my house, as in his house. And I was like, mm, the first date at your house. I was like, where they do that at? You know, I'm a child of God. <laughs> you know, that's a six date. You know, we're not talking about the minimum, but the point is. That seems sketchy. So I'm a child of God. I was like, you know, let me scope it out. You know, we've never met before, too. So I had to call my homegirl. I was like, is he crazy? Because do I need the mace and the taser or just the mace? 
And she gave me the Pepper okay. Spray, stay on deck, but continue. Come on, girls from up north, we keep something out of the blade or something. You don't know what come out of the movies. <laughs> but so, you know, I was like, let me go. He lives in an amazing, amazing apartment. So I was like, ooh, girl, so you got money. What? I pulled up, I was like, surely I'm going inside. Okay. Yeah, so I went inside, concierge shit me and everything. Excuse I was like, me. Exactly. Excuse um, me. So I go, I open the door, and he's in like chill clothes. So I'm like, I, I'm a very, I really like fashion. I like people that dress nice. I like people that look like they go with me. Mm. <laughs> Where are we going? So he's wearing like sweatpants, gray ones at that. So I was like, this is a Girl. setup. This is a setup. <laughs> if there ever was one, and a t-shirt. I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, he's beautiful though. Fine <laughs> man. Like six foot some change. His eyes are beautiful. The beard connected. The beard connected. She, she hit y'all with the hands. I because need to catch this. Because that means it connected. It means there was no Keanu Reeves going on. So I go inside, but this is the cutest thing ever. His living room was like set up like a big like adult play space. So okay. it was like pillows and blankets everywhere and all this other amazing stuff. My favorite snacks that I'd been texting him about mm-hmm. was in abundance. Fresh fruit and funions everywhere. It was ratchet meets gourmet. I loved it. And he was like, we're, we're going to watch. He was like, we're going to watch um, all your favorite 90s and early 2000s black TV shows. And I was like, so we're getting married now. This is it. So it was an amazing day. It was an awesome, amazing day. Um, we literally sat there for hours the entire mm-hmm. day. And we just watched 90. We watched Sister, Sister. We watched In Living Color. We watched mm-hmm. Living Single. Like, it was awesome. It was, it was, that, to me, was, like, an amazing day. Because he listened. Absolutely. He absolutely listened. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions with guys is like, you know, well, we have to go to, we, I have to spend a lot of money to keep someone happy. And it's like, well, you don't. Cause like a lot of guys, I know I'm actively dating and it's like, also like, what's your favorite restaurant? And it's like, for the first day, I'm not trying to go sit with you in some restaurant and eat three different meals. You know, the appetizer, the full meal and the, and the dessert. Cause I don't even know that I want to sit with you that long. But when you listen to what someone wants, you can have an amazing day. I think that was dope. Y'all still talk? I messed up. Spot. I messed up. Um, so we leave it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, he know about the team <laughs> and he know about playoffs. <laughs> uh, so I like to say that. You know, I'm we're young. We're young because we're on the same age. We're young black women. Um, I'm single till I'm married. So that's right. I'm single till I'm married. That is so right. Just because I'm talking. Because what kills me is guys will do the exact same thing. Guys will talk to 18 but can't different take girls. It, but can't when take you it. talk to one other human, it's a rap. It's a rap. You are all the other names in the book. And I'm like, no, we're taking it back. The NFL is now ours. I am now a coach. And here's my team. Now you want to play, you're sitting on the bench. And that's the type of person I am. So, you know, and if you become a star player, then you can do that. But you got to work to that. And he was like thinking he was just, you know, going to have boyfriend privileges for a dating lifestyle. And that's not happening over here. Right. But that was my good my good dating experience. Bad dating experience. <laughs> oh my God. That Worse was in a no yo. Yes, parts of it, we're gonna have to censor. Okay, um, please do. It was in a car. Yeah, he's like, let's meet up. I was like, okay. Man drops a location, right? So I'm like, okay, this must be a restaurant or something. You know, I'm you know, I'm I'm intermediately dressed. 
Um, <laughs> I'm ready for any occasion. So I pull You're up. You're being so dramatic right now, but continue. I'm not. I was intermediately dressed. <laughs> I was intermediately dressed, and I pulled up, and this man's in a minivan. He never told me he had kids, so now I'm concerned. Because the only two people that drop kids is drug dealers and people with kids. Are the only people that drive minivans. So I'm like, he ain't got kids, so is it the second one? So pull up is a minivan. He's like, all right, we're gonna drive around. Still, I gave it some some type of effort. How, how'd y'all meet? This is a Tinder date that my friend set up for me. Mm-hmm. She set this up for me. Don't let your friends do that for you, okay? No matter how good of a matchmaker she is, she's never that good. So it's a Tinder date, right? So we go, um, we drive around. He asked um, if I was hungry. I was like, no, not really. He's like, no, you got to be hungry. All right. I don't think I like that, but I'll keep going. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, let's just stop and get food anyways. I was like, but I'm, I'm not hungry. I'm not famished at all. And so he's <laughs> like, oh, well, I just want to feed you. But if I'm not hungry, there's no need to. I mean, right. put gas in my car if you want to spend this money. <laughs> and so um, he tells me, that he wants to feed me because that's his fetish and he only he signed up going on this date in hopes to feed me for the rest of my life and watch me get bigger and i told that man to promptly drop me back <laughs> in my car and that i was ready to go and i had a family emergency i said my auntie had to go get her foot chopped off and she needed me the to red flag for me in there is that this is a single man or a, a, a street pharmaceutical man with a minivan. With a minivan. And honestly, it was a laser shit minivan, which means mm-hmm. it was a work car. So you had your work minivan trying to go on Tinder mm-hmm. date. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. So Amanda said, no bueno, disrespectful. Duran said, ooh, no Tinder here. Amanda. Yeah. Tinder dates, are, it's a hit or miss. I, it's just inorganic chemistry. I had some honest. good ones. Well, and ate good on some of them too, man. <laughs> so these people take you to places. You better let them. I was like, is this Tinder or seeking arrangements? Man said, raise on the river. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's old. Okay, so we're watching ourselves so that we can read the comments. I'm telling you, technology has not been cooperating with us today, but we're here. We're here. Okay, so, so we hair, talked about. Yes. So when you've been dating, because I <laughs> talked about this last week, how hair, how having natural hair is, for me, is, is the best thing ever. Because I, I just wear my hair how it is. It's out here flourishing. I'm out here just playing. <laughs> we are not all that great. blessed. No. <laughs> We're not all that blessed. But that's my life. Okay. But what happens when you want to switch it up and you don't want to wear? There we go. So what is her name? Uh, oh, don't come for her. Some of these people I think I had a good press. Okay. So, but we're, but we're being we're okay. Being we're being honest. honest. This is okay. a this is a unit. Please don't call her a wig. This is a unit. As you see, when I say what lace, I really mean what lace. You see that? That's a hairline. Okay. So, ooh, come through. I wish your lighting was better. Can I no, come back? She's gonna bring me. She's gonna bring me back, guys. And we're gonna talk about my different wigs. But this wig right here, this is my um my bob right here. It hits me. No, no, no. You want to always light in front of you, not from behind. Look. It's okay. It's okay. The the kitchen lights are bright. They're just not facing us. There you go. That was better. Okay. So we're gonna do this again. Anyway, continue. Your unit. Okay. So my unit, my my hair. 
This is my, my favorite hair that I own. And this is, I wish you guys could see this girl right now. She's for real. Y'all, she's like, I want y'all to see this lace. <laughs> but anyways, it's laid for, to perfection. But long story short is, she is. She's laid to perfection. This is Betsy. Um, and I am, I am natural. I am. I've been natural for a little bit now. Actually, like six or seven years I've been natural. Um, and I... Did I kind of transitioned and did a big shop at the same time. Uh, I like grew it out and then I was cutting, you know, as I went and finally was just like, cut it all off. So basically, oh yes, come through light, come on. I'll give me some, now there's a shadow from something. Move it in, move it in a little bit. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm living my best life. That works. Okay. Yeah, kind of, I think so. Does it work guys? Please comment if it, if it looks, if you're enjoying it like this. But anyways, yeah, so I wear wigs, and I, um, I, have, I am natural underneath this. There is, you know, some Cleo set-it-off braids definitely <laughs> underneath this wig for the absolute sure. But I switch up my wigs a lot. I switch out. I wear crochet. I protect the style as much as I can. I'll do some braids. I'll put some twists. I am all about black girl magic and switching up my look. I'll be, listen, I had 20 inches blonde two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. In, in fact, I can come back from this live and have curly. Don't play with me. Right. I'm just saying. It's hard, though, when you're dating and you do that because. Talk about it. And for me, especially, because I used to interracial date. And it's like, first of all. This should not be, I'm oh, sorry, this not being mine blows their mind enough. Me switching it up that often really is like, like, it's just like, what? You alien life form. Black guys are a little more accustomed to the switch up because they were raised by black mothers usually. But it's still like, there's so many thoughts going through your mind. You're like, okay, especially with online dating too. For, I'm the type of girl, especially on my Tinder, it's a, it's a couple different wigs on my Tinder because I don't know who you're going to meet that day until I figure out the outfit. All right, so let's stop right here. Let's just go to the comment section because it's a lot. <laughs> All right, a unit, LOL. So Durant asks, please educate us. You mentioned the hairline. Is that what makes it not a wig? No, no, it, it is a wig, but I just feel like wig is such a harsh a harsh term. So I like to say unit, especially for, you know, white people, um, which I love white people. I feel like you have to say this now. Why? No, because not people drag your life, your existence, like your racist. <laughs> I'm not. I love white people. But um, especially my white friends, when they just say wig, they say it so hard. They're like, that's your wig? My unit. <laughs> okay, don't do that. They'll drag your life. Don't I just when she says, I'm living my best life. Oh, no. Yeah, we that say moment. this all the time. She's so funny. Oh, thank you. I'm telling you, go watch Stepsisters. So <laughs> or come to my stand-up. Come to my so stand-up. So that y'all can see. Come to my stand-up. cutting. My stand-up is funny. I love the hair. Thank you, Duran. Thank you. Hey, it's hard, though. Oh, no. Disrespectful. No bueno. Like, but, uh, yeah, we read those no already. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're all, all the new ones are at the top? Yeah. Y'all know I'm old. Man, I'm telling you. But anyways, yeah. But we making this work. Okay. So I always put different I always put different wig picks on my Tinder mm -hmm. um, so that they can all see, you know, you don't know who you're going to get. There's variations. Um, and I also feel like I have a fear. One of my biggest fears ever is during having an intimate moment, my wig getting snatched. Because it happened in Dear White People. If you watch Dear White People, you saw when homie did that tug and the whole thing. I mean, luckily, I'm... Oh, oh, wait. Never mind. I'll take that back. Girl. I mean... Is it secure? I wouldn't... Do, don't pull it too hard. There's a level of pull that's acceptable. I just tested it. Um, 
I mean, yeah, like, like, tight, tight on it a little bit. Get a good yank. Look, I don't want your. Where you have? Is this glue? <laughs> Wait, what did you secure this with? Life. <laughs> it, it, my my hair got a bigger insurance policy than my car, so I don't play those games. I, I'm not going anywhere. Augusta wind has nothing on me. <laughs> but yeah, okay. But I'm I'm worried about that. I'm worried about I'm no, okay. No one I've ever dated has ever seen me without my hair. Are you serious? No one I've ever dated has ever seen my real hair. And in fact, a good majority of my friends have only seen my real hair in pictures. They've never seen it in person. Right, I've only seen your hair on FaceTime. Well, lies. So when I see Belle, she'll go, oh, yeah, like, what do I do? She'll, I'll grab, like, she'll, a piece. She'll, she'll grab a piece from behind and then pull it on me, like, so what do I do to moisturize? And it's like, I can only see, like, those two strands that you're showing me. But them two strands have inches, though. <laughs> them two, I don't know why she stopped right here. Them two strands be coming right here. Be the darn nipple length. Come on, <laughs> armpit and all. They're past armpit, because armpit's, like, right here. But they be right here, them two strands. But it's just, I don't, it's not that I'm ashamed of my natural hair. I just feel like when I see people like you that have natural hair that's, like, free-flowing, beautiful, like, it works for you, like, it does the things you t- tell it to do. Well, don't get it twisted, because it did not always look like this. Like, I've been natural for going on 11 years now. Come November, November 11, 2018, it'll be 11 uh-huh. years since I've had, since my last relaxer. And my hair 11, does 11, not. 11. Oh snap! 11, 11, 11, Good luck. Nice. And my hair just now. I want to say in the past two and a half years, when I finally got my life together and started listening to my body and just overall. Are you gonna do that the whole time? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to because it's right, literally so, flourishing, guys. So yeah, check out. Do you see that? And like y'all, ain't nothing. It's nothing in there like a bump it or nothing. It's all volume is her. But again, it took two and a half years of healthy hair growth and then the remaining time going on again so 10 years so eight eight out of those 10 years i was figuring it out what (laughs) yeah i didn't know what products to use i didn't know that stress was killing me literally because you know i work a lot Mm. too much you're workaholic i am i'm recovering though i am um, so stress being a big part of that is kind of like, okay, sis, what is it that you need to do to cut out stress and minimize all of these other things that are going on, on in your life so that you can truly live your best life and have your hair thriving and there's more than hair products? Because emotionally, I know like two years ago, I was definitely not in a good space and my hair was falling out. And if you look at my pantry, I have more deep conditioners than I do hair products in there. Is it the main one? Yes. Why do I keep buying it? I'd be forget you got it all in there. I'm, next time, I'm going to just come get you my $11. No, you're not. <laughs> 11, it's $17.99. Where you finding for $11.99? The Asian beauty supply in the hood? Look, no, I don't do that. I buy it straight from the source. I support black business. So, like, mm, it has to be an emergency. Someone bought it. Someone bought it. It has to be an emergency for me to go to to the whatever hood spots over here and get the deep conditioner from there. Really? And I run out for the most part. Because then when you add shipping and handling, sis is eating well. She's eating well <laughs> on our dollar, and I love her. Um, I'm sorry. Please excuse me, guys. All right, so let's read the comments. So don't get it t- twisted. Tell them, Nydia. Right, Duran. So as Belle is checking this message, so I am... <laughs> I am part of an anthology with Black Therapist Rock, and my chapter is actually called Don't Get It Twisted, and it's just like that. Exclamation point and quotes. Because 
Stress is real, y'all. Like, I think that as women, we fall into this trap of having to please other people and be present for everybody but ourselves. And I definitely did that two years ago. So, actually, well, read it. Read the chapter. Pre-order your book. I'm going to add the link to this description box. Come on. I got a book coming out, y'all. I'm lit. My friend lit. (laughs) Book, movie, doing great things. What are we doing? Bosses are seven of bosses. (laughs) Bosses keep boss company. Never forget that. Bosses keep boss company. So we're talking about your Tinder having multiple profiles or multiple versions of your unit. Yes. Don't touch my hand. (laughs) Please don't. Don't reach out and touch. When we're cuddling, don't stroke. Just pretend it's not there. Okay? That's what I need for you. Acknowledge it. Tell me it's beautiful. Pay for it. Don't touch it. I don't know. I really hate that. Like, I don't do that. I don't spend hours doing this for you to be like, let me... And then your hands are dirty. I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic now. Continue. Because it's real. I mean, even with natural hair, it's kind of like, that's the first thing people do. They gravitate and just touch it. And it's like, you do this, like... And, and it's, it's a like, square up and a, right. afraid at the same time. Right, and it's like, do you know that you could potentially lose your life if your hand gets just this much closer to me? Like, you don't know me like that. Absolutely not. Natural hair units, don't touch. Don't touch. Admire me. with your eyes. And if you are going to touch, ask. Please. And I'm still going to say no, but the courtesy <laughs> is for me to say no to your face. And then also, it's like, with wigs and living the wig life and dating and stuff like that, sir, you know it's a wig. You know I did not grow pink 20 inches of yakky out of my head. Some people legit don't know. So, Duran said, I like it when a man massages my scalp. Me too. It puts me to sleep. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'm, I'm here for the scalp massages, especially when I get migraines. If your hands are big and muscular and you just put your hands on my scalp, like, whew. It's good. I have all of this from neck down that you can touch. <laughs> and you want to touch my head? I'm here for the scalp massager. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I just, I've just i never been comfortable enough or, or met someone enough that I felt was deserving of seeing me in my natural state, my natural element. Because that's a lot for me. That's a very intimate thing with me. And honestly, that's truly my test of to see... Like the day, I don't know when that day is going to be because I've been dating for four years and in four years, no one has ever seen my natural hair that I've ever dated, been intimate with, just talking, none of that. So the day that a man sees these locks, then I know that we must then go to the chapel <laughs> because you're going to have to marry me. You're not going to go on to tell the story single. You mind now. <laughs> that's, that's a wrap. You mind. It's the same thing with my makeup. Like, I'm beat down and... Very rarely do people... I mean, I I don't wear makeup all the time. I don't want people to start being like, oh, man, she wears makeup all the time. But, like, I don't always wear makeup, but more often than I am beat. So I want to stay that way. I want to look good. So you're going to see me this way. The only way that I'm going to know you're a real one is if you ever see me in my natural state. Mm. Till then, you are a team player. I respect it. Different perspective, all real. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. Dating is... Dating's hard though, especially Man. in Atlanta. Are you gay? <laughs> These are the first questions I'm asking. I'm, I have no problem with you being gay. We we can still be friends, but I just um, I just don't. I just want to know if this is what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in Atlanta, I've heard too many horror stories, like horror stories. I don't know. Like I just really, I don't want you to hit me mm-hmm. or really just do you know. Anything. All right. So let's read the comments. So. I love her makeup too. So yeah, shout out to Belle. She actually did my makeup for the 
for the t-shirt launch this past weekend. So she beat my sister's face and mine, and it was amazing. Um, therapeutic shopping. I use past tense for stress, so yes, it's real. I've learned to do less expensive self-care modes. Care for myself. That's really good. <laughs> true vulnerability. That true vulnerability and intimacy. Intimacy is hard to come by because it's really it comes. It, it really just boils down to how comfortable you are with yourself. And I think that a lot of people, especially like out in the dating world, want people to be comfortable with themselves, but they themselves are not comfortable. So it's kind of like, how are you asking of me to be this way when you're not even there yet? I think the older we get, to intimacy changes. When you're like in high school and college, intimacy is clearly having sex. But like the older you get, certain things is like, Agreed. like you're, especially you're a particular person. Like you might be the type of person that like, I don't like people in my room. So like letting someone into your room, that's intimate. For me, it's my way. Seeing my natural hair, that's intimate. That's, that's, we, we done made love now. <laughs> like, you know, so I think the older we get, that changes. Yeah, it definitely does. Shout out to Black Love too, because I'm just not getting on this train. Big time. And I'm still, I'm Nidia's, you need to help me. I previously only, uh, up until last year, I had never been in a relationship with a black man or dated a black man for that Oh, yeah, matter. we talked about this. I've only dated black men, ever. I try to be on this train. So y'all mean to tell me all these dark-skinned, chocolate men with beards that connect have always <laughs> been here, and y'all didn't tell me? I'm, but is it weird? I don't know if it's me changing as a person or if it's becoming more mainstream because I really feel like they're coming out of nowhere. Like, I really feel like when I was in high school, I mean, I was surrounded by a lot of white guys, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what I kind of dated. But then even when I went to college, and then when I came to Atlanta, I was still dating white men. When I came to Atlanta, I was sort of, what, I came to 2013 last year mm-hmm. was the first year I dated my first black guy. And now I'm like looking on Instagram and on TV and I'm like, y'all are hot. <laughs> y'all popping. <laughs> I, I don't know. For me, I've only dated black men because I feel like that's just what I attract. Like, my experience hasn't been... Well, lies. There's been, I want to say, like, two legit white dudes that I've ever dated-ish, kind of, like, talked to. But it didn't feel like genuine interest. It felt like, you know, ooh, your skin is just so beautiful. And, like, the contrast of my hands on your arm. And it's just like, if you don't stop... Homeboy from Stepsisters. yeah. Yeah. My Nubian queen. Right. It's right. cute for the first two months until you're like, but bro, about these taxes that we really got to get down to. <laughs> like, serious stuff. It's like, this is not the time for me to Right. Durant said, like, a fetish. And it felt like it. And it was just very uncomfortable. And then, like, the way, the way that this dude would just talk about my hair, and it's just like, so, like, how do you wash it? What? Well, like, right. With water. <laughs> like, what? Or the like, way you do. Ooh, do you, like, how do you, how do you, like, braid it? And it, I just felt like a science project, to be honest. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, mm, this is not going to work for me. Have a nice life. Um, I wish you well. And But there's different types. I've dated everything from, like... <laughs> everything. <laughs> cow, cowboy toting Confederate flag to, like, what? my... Listen, y'all. How did that happen? Because he was fine, and he really convinced me that it was heritage. And then I was like... Girl, you're dumb. He was but confused. He but was, continue. yeah. He, no, he, he had a Confederate flag. It was, ve- and to be honest, he was very interested in me. We dated for eight months, and when I broke up with him, I thought like I like killed his mother. Like it was a devastating time, and I was like, I think you were really just dating me because of like, I don't know. I really didn't understand it. I think that's why after eight months, I was like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. But so I dated that to like my dad's a lawyer type. So I've dated all types. I've dated Hispanic guys. That's always. Your people, your people, My get, people? get your people, girl. <laughs> your kinfolk, okay. Your tios, my people, sobrinos, all of these people. <laughs> I'm really upset with. 
But I've dated, I've dated everyone, everything in between, and the consensus is looks are very important. Looks are very important. Yes. And it's sad. That's very sad. Well, I don't think that it's sad. I feel like if you, especially if marriage is the end goal, you want to like what you're looking at. But sometimes out of like, like for example, and you, you know, you, I, you can't relate to this because you're, you know, you look the way you do. But as a plus size woman, a lot of times people love your personality, something like that. Or like I've had guys that like, yo, your personality is dope, da, da, da. But they won't want to date me because you're ashamed or you mm-hmm. care about what the homies would think or you care about what whoever would think. And it's like, you sleeping with your friends or me at the end of the day. So it's like sometimes right. looks shouldn't matter. If you're, you know, if you're attracted to me, you're attracted to my personality, it shouldn't matter what no one else feels. So Duran said looks are very important in life in general. I just learned that. Looks matter in business too. Humans are visual. Right. And again, it kind of just goes back to that level of vulnerability. Like, are you comfortable with yourself to the point that it doesn't even matter what somebody else has to say? And I think that a lot of people are not there yet. Like, I had another conversation with my girlfriend, and she was like, you know, a lot of people are just walking around pretending to have their shit together. They say one thing, and their actions show otherwise. Because even as a as a thin person, people always feel comfortable enough to make comments about my body. Like, oh, you know, do you work out? And it's like, no, you can't pay me to go to the gym, honey. Like, that's my workout. I mean, y'all can't see what that is. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. You can do it. <laughs> it's a stripper pole. It's a fitness pole. A it's pole a, fitness. It's a, excuse me, pole fitness. It is just a pole. There's no adjective. Make it what you want. All right, it's a pole. It's a pink pole. I needed to get an attachment because my ceiling is, or the the, the, the apparatus <laughs> anyway, it's not high enough to girl, reach the she, ceiling. When you start talking about her poll, she gets so excited. Because, again, I think that, again, it's important to be true to who you are, what is important to you, what is of interest <laughs> to you, and don't judge it. I was, <laughs> it's, it's leaning on the closet, it's, y'all. <laughs> it's just really just... I feel like, like, I feel like if, if I didn't know what you did, and, because I, I, I work, you know, if I ever came in and this apartment didn't know you, I'm a poor baby, retired, <laughs> life has gotten her down, she didn't even put it up, she's not even, she's tired of the life, but, um, yeah. Well, it, it definitely helps promote great upper body strength. Um, you can do abs and again, it's fun for me. So it's like, okay, let me mix what's fun for me and just do it. Cause you can't pay me to go to the gym. Can I counter something you said? I think even if you're comfortable with yourself, it still matters as far as looks. Because like, for example, like colorism. Colorism is such a thing. And I hate when light-skinned people try to tell my black ass that oh my god, we're all black. I experience problems too. No, sis, you're light. And listen, mm-hmm. we probably do have a lot of black problems, but at the end of the day, right. the paper brown test was not a game that we just imagined. The right. paper brown bag test was a real thing. And if your skin was darker than a paper brown, you were automatically going to the field. So like, sis, from the beginning of time, 400 mm-hmm. years ago, your skin and my skin color has always been an issue. Right. We are still going through something as a black race because at the end of the day, you are still going to be black, but you still had a little bit more advantage than I did. Right. That's real. Let's go dark girl problems was real. Go ahead, Duran. Speak. It absolutely is. I mean, look at what's happened with Amara La Negra on uh, Love and Hip Hop. That young Hollywood, that fool. That look, I only fool. watch the previews. I feel like I can't sit through that because it just brings me back to, like, kindergarten where it's like, you have... So, I, I, I speak 
fluent Spanish. I didn't learn English till like fifth grade. And I just remember like there's this book by Dr. Beverly Tatum called Why Are the Why Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? And I remember when I read that that book, I was just kind of like, My childhood is in this book because I just remember being young and it's just kind of like around lunchtime. Everybody kind of separates to their little groups and it's kind of like, okay, with this with the with the Latino kids, I'm not Latina enough because I'm dark skinned. And then with the black kids, I'm not really black because I speak Spanish. So it's like, where do I sit? Where do I sit? With Jesus. Right. The Come table of plenty. We here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That makes so much sense. So, I mean, with me too, I'm so I'm an immigrant as well. I came to America um, from Nigeria. I am Nigerian, Cameroonian, French. Um, and with me, English was not English was my second language as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like people just like. What was your first? Urubu, mm-hmm. a Nigerian language. Okay. Yeah, so I spoke that, and then broken English, and then English. Mm-hmm. So it was just for me. It was like you know, I, I got a lot of like African booty scratcher. Um, uh, uh, like what kind of elephant did you and see I was always a petty person from birth so like I would hit you with the response from birth from birth like, it's like what kind of elephant a uh, pink purple spotted one so it's just like people always even when I date the Cuban guy his mom is called me Negrita and it's not a term of endearment and I think that Amara La Negra is, is probably one of the only artist that's out now that's using it's kind of like flipping it a little bit but being called negra and being latina no. is not meant to be like oh you know la negra like it's it's almost like you know i'm better than so i'm gonna call you this people respond to it i know i don't i always felt like it was nigga i'm sorry i've always felt like that's what you're saying to me in that sense kind of yeah yeah it really is and it's like and with me like you know with my little bit of spare i'm getting there you know i'm not as fluent as her but like i understand <laughs> people all you know you would think that i'm dominican mm-hmm. and i would never be like i would never be like oh no i'm not dominican because mm-hmm. i have no problem you want to think i'm, I'm afro latina afro latinas are the most beautiful specimens on this Got planet first you know, latina second we'll you know continue. what i'm saying <laughs> they are beautiful people so it's like what you're not gonna do is try to just shoot down my skin color and who i am as the person and you know to be honest and it's a generational thing when I was in high school um, I didn't live with my mom I lived away from her but the first time I came back to visit her I, she was like you came back too dark so she bought me bleaching cream my mom went to Nigeria and bought me bleaching cream and she actually encouraged and, and I mean now my mom is like you know like you know live your life mm-hmm. you know but it's, it's a generation thing it's never been legacy good. burdens are real y'all Sometimes a lot of the insecurities that black women have today are not even insecurities that you develop Society's yourself. Society's put on Society you. Society has put that on you, and it started at home, unfortunately. Whatever that your mom, aunts, uncles have struggled with, they'll make little comments like, oh, you know, stay out of the sun. Why? The sun feels amazing, and my skin glows. Like, I'm all one shade when mm-hmm. I sit out on the sun. I'm telling you, when I go to Cuba in May, ooh, I see. I'm going to slay for the gods. Like, I'm going to come back to the States all one tone. I definitely, I want to be chocolatey. Like, I think now that I'm older now, like, I did. I did mm-hmm. at a point, I used to hate, especially because, so I have skin, a, a lot of skin damage. And so I used to be way lighter, like, way down, lighter. I still mm-hmm. was getting called, like, you know, Negrita, monkey, mm-hmm. all of other stuff. So now that I'm even darker, like, I'm, I'm like 18 different colors on my body. So I've always been one of those people who's like, make me Lupita Nyango black. I want to be purple, dark black. These people look immaculate. Yes, they do. Okay, like, there's no pores, there's nothing on their skin. They just look good for no reason. And I've always wanted to be that way, but it's, it's, it seems like it's only just now. 
and still not even just now getting cool to be dark skin. Mm-hmm. Cause we have Lupita, we have a Marla Negra, we have um the uh, Ducky, Ducky, and all right. the other people. So now it's it's getting, but it's, even now it's still rare. It's still like people are like, mm-hmm. isn't she so exotic? What do you mean? She's light skin, she's exotic, she's dark skin, exotic. What? Everything's exotic at right. this point. Right. Let's read some of these comments. So it's like it's just like hair. So Duran says, just like hair, the more black you are, the harder it is, um, the harder it can be for society to accept you. Word. So Alicia said, yes. I took a pole craze, a pole craze class, and it was so hard. Very fun. Tell me, my arms are gonna be toned. My stomach is going to be a little flatter. Oh, so so Duran said, yes, she's right. My ex-husband is African and the ignorance he faced when he got here from black folks, shaking my head. We got to educate ourselves and travel. Seriously, honestly, there is a bigger world outside of the United States. And I think that a lot of people that have not traveled are just so stuck in their zip code, in this zip code mentality of what it means to be black and what's considered black. Because... Growing up, like I would, I would, I would feel like that kid that was always given that history lesson about, you know, what what it means to be Garifuna, you know, how my family is from Honduras, but I don't identify as Honduran because number one, I wasn't born there, but number two, culturally speaking, Honduras is not my culture. Garifuna is. My parents have only spoken, well, for the most part, spoke Garifuna to me. The reason why I am fluent in Spanish is because the, my babysitter spoke Spanish. My babysitter was Puerto Rican. And I was with her more than I was with my parents because they were working. So by default, I, I became fluent in a language that wasn't native to me. And like, even when you look back a couple generations, so I don't have children yet. So as my, myself, my mom, and my grandmother, you see the difference. Like, my grandmother does not speak Spanish. This woman speaks fluent Garifuna. She might know a few phrases in Spanish and maybe, like, two words in English. And then you see that, that, that transition with my mom where it's kind of like Garifuna is her first language. Um, Spanish she learned when she moved into the city so that she can get a job. And then English she learned a lot later in life. And it's gotten stronger, again, by default. Because when my mom had us, it's five siblings. I speak the most fluent Spanish out of my younger siblings. My sister Emily is okay. Edwin is so-so. And then the twins don't speak it at all. So this language thing, there's nothing new about it. I mean, it's every, everything is so new about it. So I think that we have to definitely be intentional. At least for me, when I think about potentially having children in a family, language is definitely going to be very, very big because if I don't marry within the Garifuna culture, Spanish is not going to be as strong in Garifuna. Forget it. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that actually about you. That like not everyone. I thought you could. So you ident- identify with Garifuna first, and then Afro Latina second. Always, I say, I say Afro Latina for convenience because if I say Honduras, you're gonna know where that is. If I say Garifuna, the question is, what is that? And then it becomes a history lesson. And it's like nobody's trying to do that when I punched out the clock. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not at work anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think. <laughs> I just want to chill and be me. Black people get offended when I say that I'm African. And I don't say, like, I'm black or I say that I'm African-American. I'm like, oh, I'm African. Mm-hmm. They're like, why don't you just say you're black? Because I'm African. Right. Simple. Very simple. I was born in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. My parents are like, well, my mom, you know, the family that raised me are Nigerian. Mm-hmm. We immigrated to America. Sis, mm-hmm. I'm not black. I'm Nigerian first. And then I'm black. I mean, of course, you know, people don't look at me, then I'm right. black. But it's like how you're Garifuna first. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm Nigerian first. I'm, I'm but, African first. But that simplicity, I think that saying black just makes it simple. So that you don't have to go into the, oh, so where, where are you from? Where were you born? When did you come to the United States? What other languages do you speak? Because, again, it varies. It depends on the day you catch me. 
Like, if I feel like I want to share, you know, just background <laughs> stuff, I'm going to say I'm Garifuna so that we can keep this conversation going. But if you catch me on that day, on that specific day where I'm not even trying to say hello, I'm just going to be black. That's it. I'm black. What are you, black? I get that. I get that. Interracial dating, I did. I was like, yeah, I'm black. And then it's like, if I got your time, okay, let me give you a history lesson. Right. <laughs> but then again, we're, I mean, are we used to people that don't look like us giving us history lessons about us? Mm, talk about mm. it. Talk about That's it. That's another lie. Talk let's go to these it. comments. So, Norma, all right, let's go back. So, when I was in Ghana, when I was in Ghana, bleaching was big. Huge, huge. It just makes me so sad when I see that because to me, there's so much beauty in just dark skinned people. The fact that you are one skin tone all around, like, why would you want to mess that up? But it's funny because you see, like, the lighter face and then these knuckles. <laughs> Yo, don't come to us. <laughs> and elbows and knees are dark, and it's just like, so what are we doing, sis? Listen, I, d- I did. I bleached for a very significant amount, a, a very significant time, amount mm-hmm. of time. And I think what made me stop bleaching was pure laziness. I was tired of rubbing my body in eight different creams. No one takes that long to lotion. It shouldn't take 25 minutes to lotion your body. But um, it, it, it's a thing. Like, you know, even so, I still have days sometimes where I'm like, I mean, now, of course, like I'm an, a grown woman. So I'm now mm-hmm. I'm definitely more calling myself. But sometimes every now and then I still do have days where I'm like, Oh man, like I wish it was, or or at the very least, I wish I was all the same color. Like I'm the white, like you know, it's all, like you said, love yourself. Right, love yourself. Let's go back. So Norma said it's always been about light skin versus dark skin, no matter if that light skin is white or black. I'm telling Ooh, you, colorism is yes. real. Colorism is so real. It's sad that shade can be a trend, can be on trend. That trend, excuse me. Hey y'all, hey y'all, Americans are so wait Americans so ignorant lol okay so even using the word American Kamal so I remember the first time I went to Cuba March of 2014 we were we were with a group um and of course I was like one of the only Spanish fluent Spanish speaking ones other than the tour guide and somebody said um also like where are you from and then one of the the people I was with was like oh I'm, I'm American and it's kind of like well even saying that like what part of the Americas we have North America Central and South and it's just like so ethnocentric of people that live in the United States to say American like what about Central and South? That's America too, technically. Mm-hmm. But okay, we're getting into words. So ooh. you're getting into things that your president <laughs> doesn't know about. Cause he ain't my president. That's not my president. Oh no, 45. I'm in between. I'm dating presidents no, right now. Forty-five. Y'all. I don't know what this fool's doing. No, we skip numbers. I don't even. So Farah said, "Agree as a Haitian, I can speak Creole, but not fluently. But I understand it and speak it more than my Haitian American siblings." Now that I have kids, I'm trying to work on ways to get them to learn Creole. Honestly, I feel like teaching your children a second language for the parents in the room is the best thing that you can do for your child. You make them so marketable and so diverse in just any setting that they go into. Because I think, so quick story before we wrap up. So I was in New Orleans for Essence Fest last year. (laughs) I was in New Orleans and um, I was with my girlfriends. We were crossing the street. And I saw these women, black women like me, but they were speaking Garifuna. What? I know. What are the odds? So in New Orleans, Atlanta, well, Atlanta's growing. New Orleans, Atlanta, Houston, New York, and Cali are the five cities. Were they all cities that I just said? Houston is a Cali. is a whole state. Okay. New York is a Los whole Angeles, state. Los Angeles, <laughs> New York City, the five boroughs. Those are all cities, right? Okay. So Los Angeles, Houston, Texas. Atlanta, Georgia, or Atlanta area, surrounding area, um, New York City. Did I say New York City already? No. I missed So there's five major cities. Okay, five major cities. (laughs) 
Oh boy, five major cities. Oh, New Orleans. Um, so five major cities where a lot of Garifuna people are, and New Orleans is one of them. So I was crossing the street with my girlfriend, and this lady said something in Garifuna, which I will not say because I'm sure that a family member is watching this, and they're going to report this back to my mom. And is they it said bad? Some, yeah, it is bad, but oh. it was hilarious. Oh, so they said something. And I turned around and I looked at them and I just started busting out laughing. And the girl was like, Sato, like, what, what she's laughing at? And I was like, where y'all from? And I, I well, I spoke to them in Spanish because I'm not fluent in Garifuna yet. And they were like, just surprised. But again, what are the odds that you're going to see? It, it just kind of goes back to like assumptions. You're out on the street. You think that you're speaking to your girlfriend and nobody else is going to understand because that's, you know, typically the case. Mm-hmm. And then you just run into your fellow Garifuna and... You just have that moment, but... But we es- underestimate our, our people as human race all the time, though. Like, because I, you know, like, I, I I understand more than I speak Spanish, and people tie me all the time. Like, I hate it. They'll be like, mm-hmm. you'll go somewhere, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, ah, oh, like, oh, escuadita, ahí. It's like, oh, oh, that girl where? Oh, here, here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, nah, bro, like, I hear you. So mm-hmm. I always have to, I, especially now, man, when I was speaking pigeon to someone, which is like broken, uh, like our broken African English, mm-hmm. man, this guy was like, uh, he replied back to me what I was saying. Basically, I was saying that the guy was fine as hell to mm-hmm. my girl. I was like, yo, <laughs> I bet the old boy too fine. Like, my old boy is the shake. So the guy was like, the guy turns around and goes, oh, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate the compliment for some, some fellow Africans. If I could, if God could have opened the ground that second, so it's just crazy how much we underestimate each other. So it's crazy that like you probably would have never thought in New Orleans, no, of, I did. on vacation, I away did. from home, mm-hmm. you'll be family. Right. Let's get a couple of these comments, and then we're going to wrap up. This was fun, yo. Comment we all twelve people that's watching. Back. Comment if you think that I should come back, or we should do a show together. We should, we we should, should. do a show together. Should you? Everyone, ooh, yes, come, don't do it because you know Belle will get all Wait. the. Get, get the puck in the way. So Kamal said Africa is the most phenotypically diverse continent in the world. Say it again. There's so many different shades and features. Um, When I tell people I'm African for convenience, (laughs) people look at me sideways when I say I'm, how do you pronounce this? Eritrean. Eritrean. What she said, Eritrean. (laughs) American, they look at me sideways. There's no winning. Right. You're either too black or not black enough. You don't have to whisper. He's on here. She wants to know what Kamal looked like. You can't see it in your picture, but we'll click on this later. So, Farah, yes. What is American? Bless us with saying something in Garifuna, please. I love hearing different languages. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Kamal is talking that talk. <laughs> y'all put me on the spot. So, good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. Is I know how to count. I'm telling you, I got this book and I'm listening to audios like on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't know it. I feel like I, I get shy because I know that it's not as good as it could be. So then it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to. But it's like, I'm going to have babies one day, yo. Do I don't it. Want them. I, don't, I don't want this part of my culture to die with me. I'm trying if to learn they my decide, Right. If they decide they don't want to, that's on them. But like, that's another lie for another day, y'all. That is, so, we should do it live yes, language. Yes, I think this should be a permanent set. Don't you yes, do that. Durant. Don't you do that. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Wait. No. Was, Wait, where do you see that? Right there. Oh, right. Wait. Well, I was, she, she just wanted to see I what he looked like because we can't look rich, at these pictures. He said he was a rich in America. I just wanted to see. I'm dead. 
<laughs> Durant, is he married to you? <laughs> weekly show, please. No. Weekly show? Who said weekly show? Oh. Durant to us. Absolutely. Y'all, I really love, like... I really enjoy Wait, this. I have a show as well, What the Hell with Belle. I'm going to invite her to come to come see What the Hell with Belle, because uh, I'm reckless on mine. And plus, y'all come over for all the dirty, nasty stories we can't say on this show, for my show, because I say it all. <laughs> Ain't no filter over there. The FCC can't come to us where we are on What the Hell with Belle. So I'm going to invite her all over, and we're going to get real... Get home. <laughs> Get so on my stuff. 